0: Hello, everybody. This is Parshas Parshah's Hazimu, Shabbat Shuva. And the parsha begins. Meshurin is giving muster to the Jewish people. And he says to them, Am Novel Veloichachem. He calls the Jewish people, he says these two terms. Number one, they're an Am Novel, which some translators say means a foolish people. Veloi when you're not smart. Which is kind of interesting. What are these two languages? You're foolish and you're not smart. And I saw upshot Psha in the Sefer Shulchan Gavaya they bring down from a Ruvim Zell- Zellig Reuven Bengus, one of the Av Bezins of the Eidach of Rishlang around 100 years ago, said a very nice strategy. So we know the Gun Gv- is famous, that he held that we say in Davening that Gersh Baruch Hu brings a person to din and cheshben. Din is judgment on what a person did. If a person did a mitzvah, he gets char, he didn't have error, he gets punished, God forbid. And then there's cheshben. What's cheshben? Cheshben means we calculate the amount of time that a person wasted during the time he was sinning, which he could have done good with. And it's a whole separate, so to speak, grievance against the person, is besides the fact that you were sinning, is you could have been using that time for good. And that's what it means, din <speaking> v'chashbin. <Spanish> Says Reuben Bengus, that that's what the Pasuk is saying over here, I'm novel, you're a foolish people for doing wrong. <speaking in Spanish> I mean you're not smart, you could have been doing something much better with that time. It's a double double strike all at once. And I heard from Rabbi, Rabbi Demarski, he said over, his Pastor Sean, he said a very beautiful idea. He said that the Nesiva Shalom says that the Rambam tells us that Shafer was meant to wake us up to do tshuva. So his question is, why is the Rambam to say, wake us up? To say, do tshuva. But the Nesiva Shalom explains that it's the same idea. Tshuva is something that a person technically could do later in life. The Ramah writes that even if a person pushes off doing tshuva till the end of his life, still the Chuva helps to some extent. The Chuva still does something. But what tshuva can never get you back is a time that you wasted, which you could have been using for good. And that's something we always have to keep in mind is besides the fact that we want to do Chuva, the Gajbarak of all the stuff we did wrong, but we want to make sure that we going forward, we use every second that we have, every opportunity for something positive and something good. The passage continues and says, Halehu Avika Avicha Kanecha. Moshe tells his people, how could you treat Hashem this way? He's your father who's Kanecha. Now, simply translated, Kanecha is language of Kinyan. He acquired you, which means he made you. He's your creator. But I saw an interesting shot from Chaim Berlin. He writes that you can, explain, you can understand the word Kanecha to mean something else. He says a story. He said he was a rub in Moscow. It must have been a while back. He said that there was a Jew who came to him, completely irreligious Jew, and he asked him to do a bris for his son. He said, okay, sure. He said, but you have to do it in complete secrecy. Nobody can know that you're doing this bris. We'll do it in a way that no one sees you coming I mean, in. I can't have any rabbis coming to my house. And he asked him, why? What's the problem? He says, I have decided I don't want to be Jewish anymore. I don't want anybody to know I'm Jewish, and I can't have you ruining that. I built up reputation. Everyone thinks I'm, 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 a, I'm a guy, and I want to keep it that way. Don't mess this up. So Rechaim Berlin asks him, okay, fine, so why are you giving your kid a bris? <laughs> if you want to be a guy, be a guy. He said, well, well, I'll tell you the truth. I want to be a guy, but I can't give my kid no way back to being Jewish. I can't lock him off. He needs to have a bris. So Rechaim Berlin, you know, you gave me a new shot on Pasuk. Halehu avicha kanecha. Hakash is your kan. We know a kan, like we find the Pasuk by a kan tzipar, a kan means a nest. And we know the Pasuk says, that in Mishle, sorry, in Yashirim, says, says, Enecha Kayayinim. The Kishbaruch says to Jewish people, your eyes are like a yaina like a dove. And the Gemara says to oh, what does that mean? The Gemara of Abbasar says that a dove, a dove, a lot of times the little young pigeons, they want, to run, they want to run away from the nest. They want to run away, they want to be independent, they want to go somewhere, they want to do their thing, and they run away and they run away, but they only go a certain distance. They only go as far as they can still turn back and see the nest because they don't really want to run away. They don't want to get be stuck on their own. So says HaKash Baruch to Klai Yisrael, your eyes are like those of a dove. You always want to make sure you still see the nest. Even a Yid who goes far off, but no Yid ever wants to close the door and slam the door shut on himself. Every Yid wants to have the ability to come back to Baruch. And that's what we're holding in Shabbat Shuvah, is we recognize ultimately deep down, we all know HaKash Baruch is our nest. He's where we want to be. He's where home is. And our job is to give voice to that and to let ourselves come back fully to HaKash Baruch Later on in the parsha, Torah describes how throughout the different Gulus and how, how the Jewish people are gonna suffer. And ultimately, when it gets to a point where Efes Utsurva Azov, when there's no one there to help, no one there to save, Akashbar who comes and says, Okay, now I'll save Yisrael. And the Gemara learns in Sanhedrin that Saudi Bez, the Gemara says that from here we see that ain't Ben David Ba, Mashiach is not gonna come, until the Jewish people give up. They're miyayish. They they literally despair from the Geula. And Yaakov Karanetsky and Amos Yaakov asked that seemingly this Gemara is mind-boggling. We know that one of the 13 Ikari is we have to always believe Mashiach could come. Kaleisho can never give up on the Geula. It's one of the fundamentals of our faith. How could the Gemara say that Mashiach's only going to come once we give up on Mashiach? Yacob Karanetsky explained this follows. said, so that's not what the Gemara means. So the Gemara means, like the Pesach is saying, there's nothing else there that's going to help us. Kaisal is going to get to a point before Mashiach where they're going to realize that there's nobody else to rely on. No one there is to stick up for them. They have no friends. They have nothing there. Our used to say that the United Nations, the entire reason the United Nations exists, is because this is where Mashiach comes, Every nation is going to say, I was really friends with Klai so I was really there for the Jewish people. And Hashem is going to go, every single one of you had a representative in the United Nations and you all voted against the Jewish people time and time and time again. There's no one there to help Klai so, except Rekha And when Klai so, gets to a point where they're from the Geulah means that they give up on any natural way for the Geulah to come. They realize that they have no friends in this world. The Gleim could care less about them. And when they realize that there's no way to get the Geulah Without a Kodesh baruch hu, to give up on every other type. That's when the ghoul is going to come, and that's our avoided to realize that there is nobody else who cares about us. There is no one else who loves us, there's no one there who stands for us except for our baruch hu. I want to end off with one varda about Yom Kippur? The sefer Achinah when he talks about the the obligation and positive mitzvahs that we have of taanu es the one time a year we're obligated to rise, the fast, and to afflict ourselves as Yom Kippur, and the Torah tells us you have mitzvah to afflict ourselves, inoi, don't eat, don't drink. And according to many Rishenim, the other things we do, not wearing shoes, not bathing, some Rishenim, all these are darais as well. There's an obligation to become uncomfortable, to be ta'anu. And the Sefer HaChinuch explains, what's the reason for this? Why the Kish Baruch who wants us to afflict ourselves? And he says because as long as we're not afflicting ourselves, then the Mesech taiva, the mask, the cover of Taiva of physical pleasure is blocking the kapara. It stops the kapara, it stops the atonement. Only when we're truly uncomfortable or in a situation where we're not at peace with ourselves, we're hungry, we're uncomfortable, we don't feel like we're bathing, we're not enjoying any physicality, then we could truly get kapara. And the Sefer Yerach HaMaitim, he asked the obvious question. You never find in any other form of kapara this thing that you have to be uncomfortable. A person brings a carbon, he doesn't have to make himself uncomfortable. All the other forms of vidu, where do you see this idea that you have to be uncomfortable to get kapara? Where do you see that Gashmius blocks kapara? So the Savior of brings a beautiful idea from the morale. The morale says, look in the Mishnah on Yuma. The Mishnah says, Yisrael You're so lucky. because if Who do you become tar in front of? Who are you cleansing yourself before? before Baruch Hu. And who purifies you. Who's the one who cleans you off? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. MaMikvah Metair Esatameim, just like a Mikvah is Metair, it cleanses the people who are tummy. Af HaKadosh Baruch Hu Metair cleanses Chal <speaking in Hebrew>. Says the Mar-a-al, what does that mean? That means that when a person goes into the Mikvah, we know he cannot have any chatitas, there can be nothing blocking him from getting completely absorbed in the water of the Mikvah. Why is that? Because a Mikvah, 40 so, for whatever reason why Hashem decided, can never become Tameh. A mikvah can never become Tameh. If a person wants to achieve Taira, he has to become completely connected to the mikvah, completely submerged, with no blockages, no chatzitzes, and he becomes one, so to speak, with that water, which is completely pure, and he becomes pure as well. And therefore, says the Maral, when a person goes into Yom Kippur, just like a mikvah is metair Tameh, a Baruch is metair Kla on Yom Kippur, by the very same mechanics. We go in, there's nothing blocking us from Hashem. We're completely submerged, so to speak. We're completely one with the Kodesh Baruch Hu on Yom Kippur. There's no physicality, there's nothing else. And that's how we get the Kapar of Yom Kippur. It's a complete reboot because we're plugged back into the source. We're connected to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Taharav Yom Kippur is a whole different thing. The, Itzuma is Mechab, the actual day, being connected to Hashem for 24 hours, it cleanses us, it reboots us, and we're fresh. However, says the Yerachamayim, now it makes a lot of sense. Why specifically for this kapara, type of physical pleasure is a blockage, is a mesach. It's it's something that gets in the way. You see, because the more physical you are, the harder it is to connect to Gershbar. Gershbar is ruchni, he's spiritual. So we take one day a year when we become like malachim. We remove our physical selves. We don't become at home in our bodies anymore. We're hungry we're not bathing, we're not enjoying physical pleasures, we recognize that our Nishama is our primary attribute, and we spend the day connecting the Kaddish Baruch Hu in a purely spiritual sense. And that is what achieves our Tahara and Yom Kippur. And something to keep in mind, as we go through the day, yes, it's a long day, yes, sometimes it can be difficult, but every second that you're being there uncomfortable, and you're not necessarily, you know, enjoying the day in a physical way, that's because that moment you're connecting the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Baruch Hu is cleaning you through and through, and you're getting that tire It's all to have a wonderful Shabbos, a Gemara HaSimatevak, as Baruch, inscribe all of us for Baruch and Yeshua's and Hatzaka in the coming year.